Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. Welcome to episode 12 of the podcast. My name is Jen Lozano, and I am your host for today, and we have something special in store for you. I am joined today by Neil, Matt, and Jacqueline. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you. Hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey. Well, in case you missed it, it's Advent. And for this Advent season, the Heart of the Father team will be doing a reflective dive together into God's words. If you were around for last season's podcast, it will be similar to the series we did last year during Advent, which makes me even more excited. I have a vivid memory of Janet's reflection in particular. It was one of those moments where I just experienced the word incarnate. You know when you just experience God walking into the room? It was such a sweet and profound encounter with God. And since it's Advent, I am expectantly waiting for that to happen again. Speaking of expectation, many of us lit the first candle of our Advent wreaths this past Sunday at church. The first candle lit in Advent is traditionally recognized as hope. Hope can be defined as confident expectation for good. And in Advent, we anticipate the celebration of the incarnation. It's funny, I woke up in the middle of the night last night and was thinking about this podcast and thinking about the song we sing in Advent, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I kept rolling around in my head the word come. And what jumped out to me about that word was that it's an imperative in the song or a command. I don't think we can make that command of God if we weren't confidently expecting him to show up. Oh, come today. Oh, come, Emmanuel. And today, I have asked Neil to lead us in a reflection on the scriptures, Romans 13, verses 11 through 12. I'll read the scripture and then have Neil jump in with his reflection. Besides this, you know what hour it is how it is full time now for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. Let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. That's, that's an awesome scripture. I love spending time in the evenings just reflecting on it this week. I had so many thoughts, I have to narrow them down. <laughs> I think the first thing I'd say is that this scripture is, a, is an urgent appeal for a response. Response because the time is full. And I'll explain that a little more in a few minutes. But uh, as I was reading this, I was thinking about something that I do at the uh, Freedom in Christ conference. I always, I always talk about Simeon and the day that he was moved by the Spirit to go into the temple courts and he had been holding for a long time this promise from God that 
he would see the Lord's Christ before he died. And, and that day he, he saw him and he held him in his arms. And it was time. It was God's time. It was what the, the Greek word kairos means. Time is full. And that's, what, uh, that's what's being referred to in this scripture. Uh, it begins, besides you know the hour it is, how it is, the full time is now. The time is full, it is now. The urgent appeal is based upon this is a significant moment in history. Another translation begins with, and do this understanding the present times. So there's a way in which we understand the time is now because of our own lives. We understand God is, is working in our lives and things have come to a certain point and we, it may be urgent, it might be desperation, but we know that it, it's time for God to act. But there's also those circumstances in, in the world around us that things are changing and circumstances are happening and we're wondering where is God and, and what is the timing? Well, there's a, another uh, scripture that I like to refer to that, that has Jesus using this word kairos. And he says in, in Mark's gospel, he says, The time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. And I've quoted that hundreds and hundreds of times. But it wasn't until I was looking at this word kairos that I, I realized that the verse before said, And after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news. It was like Jesus was waiting for the moment. And the moment was not only revealed to him internally, it was by circumstances in the world around him. He could see that this was the time. This is what he was, he was waiting for. So the word kairos is just an important word to reflect upon. I mean, I mean, the incarnation, the birth of Jesus was... I don't know if there could have been another Kairos moment like that. We have people for hundreds and hundreds of years waiting for a Messiah. And they didn't just get a Messiah. They got God incarnate. So they got more than they hoped for, more than they imagined, more than they could expect. And they almost missed it because he didn't come in the way that they expected. And uh, we don't want to be those people that miss the moment during Advent. When we, we prepare ourselves to celebrate, to celebrate the birth of Jesus, we don't want to miss the significance of that. We want to draw near to it because we're not just hoping for a Messiah. We're not just hoping for a nice celebration. We're hoping for a deeper encounter with Jesus Christ, who is the Son of the living God, who has been born among us, lives among us, and by his Holy Spirit dwells in us. So, so this Kairos moment is a, uh, is a powerful time. It's the right time. It's a time fixed by God in heaven, and it happens. It comes. I was at a talk this last week, and Becky Doherty was speaking about how we live in ordinary times, being prepared for extraordinary times. I was so enthralled by how she presented it, but she was saying it's the ordinary, the ordinary, the ordinary, and then the extraordinary. And I think that's it. We're always living, anticipating the extraordinary because we know it's coming. As I looked at this passage, the word salvation came out to me. It's, it's nearer now than when we first believed. 
Well, I've always looked at this like, well, yeah, I'm getting older. Salvation is getting closer. He's preparing me. It's going to be great. But then I, I looked up the word salvation and just Googled it. And it said salvation means deliverance from sin and all its consequences. And that just opened up a lot of thoughts for me. It's, it's like, you know, once someone has been delivered, they have greater expectation and hope for more deliverance. And the more deliverance, which is the more redemption, the more ongoing salvation that God's working in someone's life, it gets them prepared for that greater thing, that thing that they could not have hoped for, asked, or imagined. I would just like to just close this comment and open it up for a conversation by saying that the third aspect of this passage is that St. Paul is asking us to respond. He's calling forth a response. He says, let us then cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. So it's uh, an urgent appeal. It's what hour is it? The now moment. Salvation is nearer than we first believed. The night is almost gone. So let's cast off all the works of darkness. So this passage really is a unbound type passage. Isn't it? <laughs> it's awesome. When I was reading this passage, I, I thought of an alarm clock. You know, a lot of us, we live in this, like, thinking about the future and just saying, well, should I do this then or should I do it later? You know, and sometimes we approach our alarm clock that way. We, we hit snooze and it's like, oh, I got 15 more minutes I can sleep in. This passage is like when you get that alarm going off and it's the time, like it's now or never. You yes. you get up and you do what you got to do or you're late. That, that's what strikes me about this passage is if the question is, when do I repent? When do I turn to God? When do I start seeking a life of holiness? St. Paul is saying right now, like wherever you are, if you're listening to this, when's the best time? Right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today's the day. There's times when we ask and we're, we're thinking about life in terms of a process. And there are processes where we gradually change or we gradually, but this has an urgency of like, there's something for me to do right now. You know, I think of Jesus asking his disciples to stay up and pray with him over and over and over again. And they just fall back asleep. And then he comes to them and he says, all right, time has come. Here's the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, the urgency is there. And so with our lives, we are called to recognize that now is always the time to respond to God's, God's call for repentance. That's good. I think any time we really reflect on our lives in light of the gospel, the urgency of the Spirit moves us to, to convince us or convict us that this is the time. It's not tomorrow. It's now. And. I had a similar thought about the alarm clock. I was thinking about Advent as such a special time to rise from your slumber. Like occasionally I get up before my alarm and feel really excited about my day, but more often than not, shaking off sleep, shaking off slumber is more than just getting out of bed. I like to drink some coffee. I move around, do a little exercise. And what's really great for me to shake off the slumber is to go out in the light. And I was thinking about Advent as such a great time to do those things. So what can I do 
to not just get up and, and answer and say, yes, I'm up, but how can I shake off the slumber and the lethargy of life? And uh, what are the things that I can do this Advent that it's going to be like getting in the light and waking up a little bit more? Hmm. I like how you tied the scripture to what we do in Unbound, and I was thinking about how we always have a call to action and a call to respond, as you suggested and Jacqueline just mentioned, but how important community is and how in Unbound, we always say we're not the one doing the work, we're coming alongside. And of course, when you mentioned Kairos, right away, I what came to mind was uh, Matt has shared about this a number of times. Is a number of years ago, we took in an exchange student into our home. He lived with us for about six months and then kind of became a son. And he was attending a Catholic high school in our area. And he went on a retreat that they had that was they call Kairos, which many of you probably are familiar with. And in the Kairos retreat, your loved ones send you letters. And I was writing him a letter, and I just knew it was a Kairos moment for him that God had brought him into our home. And then he was in this Catholic high school and he was on this retreat. It was a Kairos moment for him to experience God's love. And what I'm getting at here is, but he needed it pointed out to him. And so God used us to come alongside him and point out, this is God's love for you. And so we have a responsibility to respond to God's love, but sometimes God uses people or scripture to say, now's the time. This is the Kairos moment. I think that what you just shared calls us all to reflect on those those Kairos moments in our past. Mm. And I think when we think back and and we kind of redig the well of those moments, that's where we build our expectation for now. And we're reminded as we take these four weeks to prepare to celebrate uh, the birth of Jesus reminded of of all those moments when God broke into our life. And that prepares our heart for this awesome moment where we're going to be contemplating and hopefully contemplating with the help of the Holy Spirit to really see into the significance and the meaning of uh, God becoming one of us. I had another thought as I was reading this. I I was reading about casting off deeds of darkness and putting on Christ. And I, I thought about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> you know how he would always come into the house, he would take off his sport coat, put it in the closet, and then he'd put on a sweater and zip it up. And it was like this shift for him and the audience really to experience that he was putting aside his day and getting more comfortable and spending time with us in, a, in an intimate way. And this passage, it's talking about repentance and changing our lives as that kind of sudden putting off and putting on, like putting aside deeds of darkness and then putting on Christ. You know, again, we tend to think of it as more of a process, something long and drawn out, and we're becoming more Christ-like. But here St. Paul is saying, no, just put it off, put on Christ. Hmm. You know, and that image of like just taking off one and putting on another is, is to me, just reminds me of uh, what's available to us in Christ, that we can, we can repent. We can just throw these things off and we can put on Jesus Christ in our behavior, in the way we speak to one another, 
we're encouraged to, in the morning, put on put on Jesus Christ. That picture of Mr. Rogers brings simplicity to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the little things of, of the day, just being aware of, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go down that road of thinking those thoughts. I'm going to pick up the Bible instead of turning on the TV, or mm-hmm. I'm going to read this book instead of that book. When my kids get home today, I'm going to smile. That's the first thing I'm going to do. I'm going to put off some of the other things that I need to say to them, but I'm going to look at them, I'm going to smile. And so there's just little things that we can learn from Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Which ties back to what you said from Becky's talk, the ordinary, the ordinary, the ordinary. Like even these things that seem ordinary are important and significant and prepare us. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and it's always a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It's going to be in the right neighborhood. <laughs> Make a snappy new day. <laughs> well, I'm excited about the beautiful neighborhood <laughs> that we are entering into in this Advent season and looking with confident expectation. So thank you, Neil, for sharing your reflection and your thoughts with us today. Listeners, salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Thank you, God, for that. That's amazing. I thought I'd share the first line of the verses from O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and then have Neil close us in prayer today. O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Wisdom from on high. O Come, Great Lord of Might. O Come, O branch of Jesse's stem, O come, O key of David, O come, O bright and morning star, O come, King of nations. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for sending your Son, for giving us of your own life and pouring your heart out to us through him. We ask that we would grow near to him during this season. And Lord, we recognize that this season is very difficult for many. It's a a very hard time, even as so many others are celebrating joyfully with families. We ask that for each of our, our listeners, no matter what situation they're in, that they would experience the the presence of the Holy Spirit and that they would read the signs of the time, and the signs of the time would lead them to believe to hope, to expect that even in darkness you bring forth light. And even in times of despair, you turn it around into something good. And we ask uh, for blessing on on the preparation, the time of preparation of our hearts. We, we do ask you, Lord, to work in our hearts so that this, uh, this Christmas celebration might really be a Kairos event, an event where we remember that God worked, that God came that God revealed himself, that we can take away from this season some special memories to build on for next week and for next year of the greatness of our God and the salvation that is being worked among us. And Father, we ask this through your glorious Son, Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you consider making a donation or becoming a monthly partner? You can donate at heartofthefather.com. 
and we will link our donation button in our show notes today. It was great being with you, and we are praying that you have a blessed Advent season. for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20